the werewolf by night trailer do you guys see that werewolf by night trailer what yeah. a what a no i'll just leave it at what actually <laughs> <laughs> are you are you confused by like it's confusing it's, it's confusing like, yeah go ahead go ahead it's confusing I, I... <laughs> after you after you We are live with another episode of the Keeg Talks. This week, it's the Keeg Talks, the D23 Expo. Um, for those of you who are out there, like that one wizard kid out there on Twitch, uh, you may be watching the live stream. And live stream is wherever you get uh, your live streams. No, it's twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show and youtube.com slash the Keeg Show. The podcasts are wherever you get your podcasts from. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. And we're going to talk about like a bunch of all the news that like came out of D23 Expo, uh, which I've always just called D23, but I guess there is a difference between D23 and D23 Expo. D23 is like the club or of people, the group of people that go, I don't know, the fans. I don't know how it works. Anyway, I got uh, some awesome people here to talk to me about all the news that came out of D23. Um, first, first timer to uh, any of the Keeg shows. We got Sarah Brill, AKA basically an Avenger. Sarah, how you doing today? I'm doing well, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, you have a really long username. I do, yeah. With it was kind of like spurred the moment. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It just happened last year and I just stuck with it because it became a brand apparently. It's, it's your brand. Uh, yeah. Until Disney comes knocking and they're like, Season to cyst. People are thinking you're an actual Avenger. You know, it's, it's you know, uh, call yourself a, basically a Justice Leaguer. You know, oh <laughs> go gosh, over no. to that side. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I hate how much hate ju the Justice League gets now as a huge fan of like both sides. I hate the fact that like we can only laugh at the Justice League and it sucks. <laughs> it hurts as a fan but also i'm not a fan of the movies so you know um it sucks anyway <laughs> moving on before i start crying uh thank you sarah um we got we got mike gorman aka mike funny boy mike how you doing i'm doing well it's been a while since i'm on yeah. i've been on and i'm happy to be back what was the last show that you were on for us Last one, it was either the game night with the Pokemon game. Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been that one. Because the only other one I can think of is the Star Wars one, which I know that was like way long ago. Oh, yeah. We Well, we also did the best of 2021. We did an episode on that. At we the did start that, of the yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. But I'm, I'm glad to have you back. Have you, have you changed much in the however many months you've been off? No, no, not much change. Still mm. uh, a Pokemon guy, pretty much in my online presence. Are you looking forward uh, to the new one? I'm. I can't. Wait. I'm. I'm really looking forward to it. It's very strange to be excited for a mainline Pokemon game. It hasn't happened in ages. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I have my Switch. I buy them. It's literally like one of the only games I will stop my life for to play. It's Pokemon, Pokemon, and Mario. Like two big mm. things, you know. The must-haves. Yeah, ever since Arceus, I've just been feeling a whole lot better about the series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sarah, uh, do you play Pokemon? 
I don't play Pokemon, but you mentioned Mario and I am obsessed. Okay, good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I love my Nintendo and in black, like for black Friday, if there's a PS five deal, I'll get a PS five cause I have a PS four, but like, what do I love more? What do I use more? My PS four. What do I love more? My switch it's classic two children yeah. thing, you know, <laughs> one kid's the overachiever and one kid's just, I like, I like them more, you know? Um, it's also weird that Pokemon isn't owned by Disney because I feel like that'd be definitely up Disney's alley. Oh, but that'd just be such a terrifying acquisition of power for an entity that's already <laughs> way too powerful. Right, right. <laughs> Not uh, to get too Disney evil on the Disney podcast. But right. Like... <laughs> well, I mean, th- this episode is not brought to you by Disney. So technically, you can come here. Anyone out there is listening or watching. You can come here for, you know, the actual, the actual truth. Because uh, none of us are being paid. We are of the people talking to the people. Yeah, 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 yeah. We shoot straight here, you know? Um, a lot of news came out at D23, uh, D23 Expo, whatever you want to call it. Um, Disney obviously has like the normal Disney brand stuff. Then they have the Pixar stuff. Um, then they have like the Star Wars stuff and the Marvel stuff. And then they also have like Willow. And then they have national treasure which is disney but it's also like not something that comes to mind when i think of disney um but they announced stuff for everything was there was there one thing that that stood out to you guys honestly for me it's i don't know what this takes take looks like or what it says about me but i think i'm most excited about disenchanted Okay, uh, yeah. That is my bag. That is my thing. Um, I that's loved... interesting, but okay. No <laughs> Look, shame. I, I'm not shaming uh, you. I loved the original. Uh, How Do You Know is like just one of my favorite musical numbers ever. Uh, mm. It's so catchy. It's so fun. Um, And it's just really weird to see it get a revival over a decade later, Uh, but certainly not unwelcome. And it looks like just from the trailer, it might be saying, you know, because obviously Enchanted has a commentary on like, you know, escapism and like the genre of fairy tales. Um, But it's not super deep because it's like 2008 commentary. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it looks like they're kind of updating that uh, not to get too heady about disenchanted but the the philosophical uh, framework of the movie about like escapism and stuff like that. So I'm I'm really excited. Uh. I never saw the first Enchanted. I always wanted to. Really? Like, I'm not against it. I'm not anti-Enchanted, you know? But uh, I never got around to it. And then years passed, you know? I, uh, I, I grew into, you know, uh, uh, an old man. And on, on my deathbed, I'll be like, I should have I watched Enchanted. Um, so, but I get the broad strokes of it. But you I, should watch it. Should I? Is it worth it? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> it, it is a Disney Channel classic. I, I think it came out in theaters, but that movie it lives did. on the Disney Channel for me. <laughs> okay, interesting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Sarah, do you have, do you have uh, 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 love and respect for Enchanted? Is that how it works? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I watched it on Disney Channel with the commercial breaks and mm. everything like that. Ran to the bathroom, came back. I was part of that like thing. <laughs> Um, I loved Enchanted. I need to go rewatch it because I haven't seen it in so long. But yeah. I remember falling in love with it and being like, 
when Disenchanted was announced, I was like, oh my gosh, wait, the original <laughs> cast is coming back. My nostalgia is coming back. Um, so yeah, I'm really pumped for that. But I really got really, really pumped for the Percy Jackson teaser trailer. Which okay, awesome yeah. Came out. yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Percy Jackson teaser trailer literally showed nothing, right? It was just him walking through the forest. But or, it's like, like the camp. But it's Percy Jackson walking yeah. through the forest. Yeah. Yeah. Like what you gotta understand, because I'm a big Percy Jackson fan. The book's okay. not literally anything they've tried to put the screen but uh <laughs> and from that perspective what the teaser is telling you is hey we're taking it seriously mm-hmm. and you know i'm pretty sure it's impossible for them to not be cognizant of how much percy jackson fans have kind of been whipped around in regards to uh adaptations yeah so it's nice to get a fresh take on it i i yeah. find it funny wait both of you guys are percy jackson fans and you read the books is that how it works yeah um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I just think it's interesting how we're in different, we're not in different generations per se, but like <laughs> what you're saying about Percy Jackson is how I feel about Animorphs because I, <laughs> I, Animorphs was my, my oh biggest God. fandom when I was growing up. Like I have all the books. Like if I take down this green screen behind me on my bottom shelf, I have all the Animorph books um, and they made a Nickelodeon show. Uh, back in the day and it was crap I ate it up I loved it but it was crap and I I, I it left me disappointed yes but what was I going to do not watch it you know um mm-hmm. I feel like there's there's Animorphs and then five years later Harry Potter and then five years later <laughs> Percy Jackson and that's like the spam right mm-hmm. yeah. uh you guys were Percy Jackson though <laughs> yeah I mean if Harry I were... Potter and Percy Jackson yeah same yeah. yeah if i was a little braver as a kid i probably would be with you on a- animorphs but those covers were so terrifying <laughs> they they hit a, a pang in my soul yeah i did not like those creepy transforming covers um it's funny you say that because people constantly say that like they did not know the premise of the book they only knew the covers right and some people right. just thought it was just like a fancy kind of like did i say fancy i meant fantasy but Fan, like a fantasy book about kids who can turn into animals. Yay! Um, but it's really, it's about like literal like war crimes and like paranoia and like don't trust anyone because they could be taken over by aliens. It's like body snatchers meets transformers. I don't know. Uh, and so uh, it's funny that, yeah, you never, you never got into the book, but I wish you were a little braver, Mike. Because we could be talking Animorphs right now. Hey, man, so do I. <laughs> Listen, I lived it. <laughs> um, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Do you not know Animorphs? <laughs> I have no idea. Have you ever seen the books where it's like a kid in, they'll be in like 90s clothing and then they'll just like have a pose. And then there'll be like four, well, three steps uh, up until like they get to like their animal form. So it'll be like me. And then like me, okay. slightly more bird-like. And then slightly more bird-like. And then slightly more bird-like, right. and then I'm yes. a full bird. Like, that's the cover of the book. Okay, I'm looking at the cover right now. I've never seen these before in my life. Oh. Terrifying for children, right? Like <laughs> It looks terrifying, honestly. Um, the, the inside of the book is more terrifying. Because they... Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> like, one of the things in Animorphs is that, like, you can't morph beautifully. Like, only one member can morph beautifully. But, like, the rest, it's just bone crunching and, like, like 
bone popping sounds and stuff as they like (laughs) shift into an animal uh it's a really cool series and supposedly sony is gonna do something with it but we'll see um but percy jackson i never i never got into though it is it's exactly what i would like which is greek mythology and all that stuff and then they came out with the two book or the two movies and i saw the two movies and it was like whatever um but people don't like the movies right yeah no you guys swear on the books oh yeah Okay. And based on what this uh, series is like calling for, I'm assuming, especially since they opened with the first line of the lightning thief, like that's how we know it's going to be. It's going to be to a T. It's going to be really good. Oh, oh, good. They've read the book. That's a good start. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or they just read that first line and they couldn't get much further. They're like, they read the first line. They're like, that's great. The rest is crap. Still might cry. be a better start than the other movies. Those might have just been Wikipedia skimmings. We don't know. That's fair. That's fair. That being said, the original movies had Logan Lerman and Alexandra Daddario. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I hope I'm Logan like... Lerman comes back, honestly, as a character in okay. Percy Jackson. But, um, yeah, they're great as people. I don't know how they are as actors right now. Yeah. But when they were acting in Percy Jackson, when that movie came out, it wasn't the, the best. Yeah, yeah um that's fair i will be watching that show when it comes out so you know maybe maybe i'll invite you guys back on this show when we talk about when we eventually have our percy jackson uh uh, two years uh podcast when it when it becomes the squid games of 2023 we'll be back (laughs) we uh when when we will demand discussion when does i thought it was 24 is it? Oh, is it 20? That would that would also make sense. I don't think I actually saw the end date. Why would it come? Why did 2024 make sense? I feel like 2023 would make sense. Things take a long time to make. It was just a teaser. Marvel movies come out like, like. Okay, and I feel like those are made on a factory line at this point. Yeah. They have that <laughs> stuff down. Yeah, <laughs> like... that's true. That's true. Um, speaking of which, something that surprised me was, well, there's more to it than just this. The Werewolf by Night trailer. Do you guys see that Werewolf by Night trailer? What yeah. a, what a, no, I'll just leave it at what, actually. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you confused by, like, it's confusing. It's confusing. It's like, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's confusing. I, I... <laughs> after you, after you. It's like straight out of the 30s. Yeah. Um, it's got like some old ass animatronics. Sorry, I don't know if we're allowed to curse, but like we, it's got are. very okay. It's got old ass animatronics. It's got it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I I I looked up the premise because they released the synopsis or the premise synopsis or whatever of the show online. But like watching it, and I did like a trailer reaction for it. I'm 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 trying to make sense of it. Is the movie gonna be in black and white? Or is just the trailer black and white? Look, if they went whole hog on the trailer and then the actual product is anything less than that, it'll be disappointing. Okay. Like if the bit is... So yes, I would hope it's in black and white because I feel like that's the whole deal. Right? Yeah. I, 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 would, I would commend Marvel for having the, uh, the, the balls, dare I say, to uh, do it in that, in that format i guess well 
them calling back into and emulating film genres certainly isn't unprecedented. It's just weird that step one was WandaVision and step two is this. Like, you've really made a big leap. Yeah. (laughs) But it's not unprecedented. And it is really cool to see because my favorite part of WandaVision, like the first five, six, seven episodes of WandaVision, what up to whatever point they're still doing the sitcom stuff Mm -hmm. is probably my favorite Marvel produced stuff post Endgame. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I think I can say that. Uh, She-Hulk um, is very genre-specific, too. She-Hulk is very genre-specific, but it doesn't really play as much with his aesthetic so mm. much as it. that's more in, like, the meta-commentary that's actually written into the show. That's fair. Sarah? Um, I have to disagree, because initially, I liked the sitcom style. I liked all of that, except for the first two episodes that were in black and white. I actually didn't watch WandaVision for, like, about three, four weeks. Um, until I realized, oh, wait, this actually ties into the MCU. I thought it was just like a black and white sitcom. I'm not a fan of black and white um, mm. just because I feel like uh, at this point, like I can't like conceptualize what's happening if it doesn't have color, which I know is like probably a bad thing. Um, and like I'm studying, I'm like intensively studying film right now. So oh. I feel like- Are you a film I major? <laughs> no, I'm in media and culture and communications, but like it's a uh, uh, concentration in yeah. film. Okay. But either way, like, I feel like I should. Anyways, <laughs> I don't like the black and white. And I do think what they're doing for this special is going to be like really cheesy, really corny, kind of like horror-esque. But um, yeah, that's part of the reason why I didn't like WandaVision at the beginning. But I did like the episodes when I did watch it. Yeah. yeah. I, when, I, when I was in school, I like studied, you know, the those old sitcoms. So I was just kind of sitting there like, oh, they they really went for it. I respect <laughs> it. I like it. And the episodes, for what it's worth, were also like really funnily written. I think yeah. the first episode might be my favorite of the writing from a comedic standpoint because mm-hmm. it, it just snaps so well, that old timey style of speaking. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of sitcoms in general. Um, it's funny that like, yeah, of course, I don't prefer black and white um, over color stuff. That being said, like I Love Lucy is one of the best mm. like sitcoms of all time. And that's in, yeah. in black and white. But I w- used to watch it because you, it's I Love Lucy. I'm saying yeah. like all, all, I guess all things being equal, I would prefer color over black and white. But if I Love Lucy doesn't come in color, which it doesn't, then okay, fine. Black and white. I will say that that's my exception to the rule. Is yeah. I love Lucy. I loved I love Lucy. Yeah. Um, this movie though, if they go full ham into it, and the trailer is kind of what we're like that style is kind of what we're getting. I'll be like, okay. But this is also very interesting because this movie, The Werewolf by Night, is the first of TV specials, is what they're calling it, or something mm. like. Like, this is supposed to be a new type of MCU Disney Plus thing. And I personally think Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special is that same brand, whatever they're doing with it. So this is the Halloween special, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. It'll probably be like a one-hour movie. Both of them are probably like one-hour movies. Um, um, I doubt they're going to be two hours. Because I was looking it up. They filmed from March to April of this year. And then they were done filming for Werewolf by Night. Like they only filmed for a month, maybe two months. But like, uh, that seems short, right? Yeah. It 
I don't, I really welcome it. I really welcome any kind of shorter form Marvel content, whether that's the TV shows or the TV specials or whatever they decide to do, because honestly, the movies are just not my thing anymore. Maybe, mm. I don't know. Like I just a couple of days ago, cause it came out on Disney plus, I tried to watch Thor love and thunder mm. and got like half an hour in, but all that I could think about was this one really good criticism I heard. And it's that a lot of Marvel movies now kind of yada, yada their way through their first act, mm. right? Like there's kind of a semblance of a first act, but they kind of like, eh, da, 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 we're getting to the, you know, these characters we've been here before to the point where it's like, okay, this kind of feels like it would benefit if it was more part of a TV style format, or yeah. if it was something that had less pressure on it to be a movie which is why I'm really excited for this uh, Werewolf by Night because one, it's a very genre specific thing, which I think is really fun whenever they do. Um, I'm a lot more tolerant of like the Marvel flavor of uh, dialogue writing, let's call it, when it's in a very specific genre. Mm. Um, And I think they've been kind of killing it with the TV shows. Like She-Hulk has been really fun so far. WandaVision was fun for a really long time. Yeah. Uh, the only dud I would really point out is a uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Interesting. That's kind of just for me. That was one yeah. of my, it's one of my favorites. Mm, interesting. Um, which is also why like Secret Invasion looks like really cool to me. Yeah. Mm. Um. By the way, uh, Werewolf by Night's coming out October 7th of this year. Yeah. I don't know what's, what, and we haven't even gotten a trailer for Galaxy, Garden Galaxy Holiday Special, which comes out in December of this year. I, I don't know. Marvel figures we're just going to watch it anyway. They could release, they could pull a Beyonce and re- release something random. Like, and we'd be like, we are literally leaving whatever we're doing to hop on Disney Plus and watch it right then and there. Um, but Secret Invasion, the trailer came out and like, that's more of a, like a Winter Soldier uh, uh captain uh america or falcon winter soldier got america winter soldier you know kind of vibe there's like no powers in it whatsoever right well yeah in that case it's like similar on the same level Mm. but i would say the one thing i also was not a fan of like captain america uh winter soldier just or falcon winter soldier just because it was a little discombobulating and I blame the whole thing on COVID mm. um, just because they had to cut filming and then they also changed the storyline. I feel like if they had not done either of those things, it would have been really, really good. But since it wasn't like a connected story, um, overall, I didn't like it. The individual character is obviously amazing, yeah. but I feel like for Secret Inva- Invasion, they had a plan, they weren't stopped um, and it's gonna, it's gonna move smoothly through it from what I see. Yeah. Um, so I feel like from that standpoint, it would be probably a lot better. But like you said, it would be similar just based on on like hand to hand combat type thing. Yeah. And the fact that they're doing like the espionage thriller thing without a big, um, big, you know, focus on powers. Like, sure, the scrolls mm-hmm. yeah. have shape shifting ability, but their shape shifting is really for espionage purposes. Right. It, it's this. Right. It's equi- it, it's, you know, uh, equal to like having a good disguise right and we've seen that in mission impossible movies and that sort of thing um but there yeah there are flaws in falcon and winter soldier like and and yeah. they do not stick the landing um i feel like the final episode is not as good as i wanted it to be um but it is one of my favorites because of just because um Same. secret invasion definitely seems though that like you're, you're right sarah that it's just going to be more coherent and cohesive right 
it, yeah, definitely. It, it knows what the story is, like what it wants, and it's going to go forward. But I have some thoughts about the story. Um, do you guys, do you guys, um, are you guys familiar with the scrolls? Like we, yeah. we know the scrolls from Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. And then from I guess, there, I know it. No, no. that? From from that movie, yes. yeah. Yeah. Are but you like other than that? Are you guys familiar with the comics, scrolls? I'm familiar with Super Skull from Marvel versus Capcom 3. Okay, yeah. Uh, and a little bit of comics. You know, I know they're shapeshifters. I know they're part of like a forever war with a different race of aliens, Kree. I think. The Kree, yeah. Kree, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's from uh, Captain Marvel, right? Um, as well. Um, mm -hmm. But in the comics, and I, I'm, I'm one of the first to say that like the comics don't always match up the movies and vice versa, right? Like in Captain Marvel, like, the scrolls are good, but in this, it seems like there are going to be bad scrolls trying to do right. bad things. Um, in the comics, though, the scrolls are originally like Fantastic Four villains, and then they move on to becoming like a regular Avengers threat. But the scrolls start off as just shapeshifters, and then later in Fantastic Four, the Super Scroll comes in, and he's the first scroll that they've given powers to, and he has all four powers of the Fantastic Four. And he's like one of the only people who have powers, scroll wise, because uh, he's like their first super scroll. And then in Secret Invasion, the, the comic book event, the, the big reveal is that the scrolls have been infiltrating Earth for years. And they've been, they've taken a given hero's powers, given it to a scroll, and have them assume the hero's position, right? Um, and pretend to be them for however many years. Um, so it's like, oh, Hank Pym is a scroll in the comics, and then they find out, right? Um, I don't think that these scrolls are going to have powers in Secret Invasion. So I think it's just going to be different than Secret Invasion of the comics. I think this is really less about scrolls having powers and infiltrating heroes as opposed to infiltrating world leaders or something like that yeah i feel like that's the vibe um just based off the trailer um they ask about like somebody having uh somebody like looking after i forget what the word is for that but like <laughs> they ask about like a higher level of person in the trailer mm. um it seems like they're having a meeting with a lot of people in suits like stereotyped suits yeah. Um, so I think it's definitely some type of, in, I mean, it is secret invasion. So I feel like they want to take over something in something big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like actors in secret invasion also that like I recognize from other places. Hmm. Um, what's his name? Is it something Ben Nadir? Is that his name? That actor who, I forget what his name is, but, uh, anyway whatever neither here nor there it looks like a cool uh cool thing and i can't wait till that one comes out and fury is back and maria hill's back and talos and i guess mm -hmm. ross i'm not a big fan of ross um, i'm just martin waiting Freeman's for character. yeah i'm just waiting for the martin friedman benedict Cumberbatch team up again <laughs> um in like reference to sherlock and no, then, no, no! I can't go. I can't go back to that era of the internet. No, no, no! We can't. No, no, no! But let's go back for a moment. No, Supernatural like just ended. We we need a minute. We need a minute of peace. <laughs> do, um, do you have any context, Dimitri? <laughs> I don't know. 
I'm I wasn't a supernatural person. Um, I'm sorry. What do I need to know? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman were uh, Sherlock Holmes and yeah, Watson, right. respectively, yeah. on Sherlock, and yeah. Sherlock had a very passionate and oh, vocal the fan, fan fiction, base. like the fan fiction and the yeah, fan art yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know that. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens uh, uh, with Secret Invasion. Um, is there anything that like came out for D twenty, like with news for D twenty three that you guys? or just gonna pass on because i feel like i'm going to watch all this stuff but i'm trying to figure out like what's the least like eh, that like for, for me i just have uh sounds harsh but a negative amount of interest in any of the live action remakes okay i just never really had an interest in them one because like I don't have a super personal emotional attachment to the Disney films as it is. Yeah. And even then the connection I feel is to those films. I don't really need to see them remade in live action. I don't think it really benefits anything. Um, Not to say that, you know, some it's a mixed bag of quality, but I just don't really, you know, the little mermaid teaser didn't really, interests me all that much i'm not very gung-ho about pinocchio although like there were some moments in the trailer that charmed me yeah um and it's out already yeah yeah i saw so weird. they released a nice. new trailer just for it to just come out right then and there <laughs> is that what they did yes, so uh, like whoever no created idea. the trailer was like why did we even have to do this <laughs> This came out the day the trailer came out. Okay, uh, you, you just dropped it on Disney Plus. Isn't yeah. that advertising enough? Right. <laughs> also, just the it's Pinocchio and Tom Hanks. Like, do you I actually forgot that it came out. Honestly, yeah. I mean, like, I knew that it came out because people were talking about it. But when it dropped, I didn't even remember that they were making it. So, mm, yeah. um. I think that's part of the reason why they did drop a trailer at D23 is just because people may have forgotten. Um, I, I'm not sure. I also forgot about Little Mermaid that that was ever coming out. Yeah. I remember the discussion like a year ago and then not hearing anything until now. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's, it's happening still. Yeah, I am interested in the Little Mermaid and you can easily tell that that trailer was like a teaser trailer um, oh, yeah. because it didn't even show Hallie, um, Hallie Bailey's face up until like the final part and then she like sings a little bit and then it's over you know um but i definitely think she's gonna out sing the original little mermaid and it's gonna blow it out of the water you can quote me on that <laughs> pun intended um but uh yeah i mean i think it's gonna sound really great i don't know i don't like fish so like how cute is flounder gonna look when he looks like a gross ass fish that's the worry isn't it it's always the art style something some yeah. weird monkey's paw Ooh, that doesn't quite look right type right. of deal because you remember mm -hmm. the very appealing appealing in like a character design standpoint animated version you know it's bright it's fun right and you don't really see them do the same thing with the cgi right. I, i'm forgetting what a flounder looks like in real life Oh, um, I hope they don't go that far. Oh, at least gross. make it look like the cartoon. Oh, no. Fish. no. Oh, no. I just looked at it. It's oh, the God, kind that has, they... like, the two eyes on the side. Yeah. And they're like, they gonna... just... they're not going to use I... real animals at the, as the models again, are they? 
they are. I mean, so. what, what was it in the trailer? It looked, it just was the back and it was just the tail. It just looked, it looked like Flounder from The Little Mermaid. It looked chunky. Um, it looked like it could have two eyes on the front, but I don't know. And I wouldn't put it past Disney, uh, honestly. Like they completely butchered Lion King remake yeah. um, with those like animals. I don't, I didn't even watch the whole thing. That's mm. what I'm like going with, like for Mufasa. Mm. If it's live action, oh, not at all. If it's animated, yeah, I'll watch it. But yeah, nothing else. Well, in the Lion King, the 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 quote unquote live action, they should have animated the eyes. Like yeah, because I, that's I was gonna. What you, I was gonna do. Yeah, with Flounder, it's gonna be make. It's gonna be make or break on the eyes because like. The biggest problem with the Lion King is that they're just beady, real animal eyes. They're not very expressive. They're not right. very fun to look at. You know, it's it's not even dog eyes where it's like, oh, those are a little human. They're cute. Right. No, they're, like Pumbaa's terrifying. Right. Because it's Seth Rogen talking out of this uh, lifeless warthog puppet. Yeah. <laughs> with little bead eyes. So at- if Flounder doesn't have like the big baby blues, then like, what are we even doing here? Right. At least in, in Lion King, you know, they're mammals so i can feel a little bit of kinship with them and kind of anthropomorphize but i never anthropomorphize fish fish when they're anthropomorphized it's like billy bass on the wall and he's like you know what i mean he sings to you and it's like it's creepy it's it doesn't make me go hey billy you want to be best friends no like but like the lady in the tramp movie that came out recently i didn't get to see it but i've seen the trailer they were more anthropomorphized right i, I would see. watch a little mermaid where a billy the talking bass was the comedic sidekick <laughs> I, <laughs> like if, if it was just the fish on the wall specifically it's still on a plaque yeah <laughs> and it just gives the pre-recorded lines same places where the comedic side character would talk i would watch that That'd i be funny. i hate fish i hate fish so much oh. I, I i i eat fish fish the are truth comes eating. out wow. um i'm not yeah. a fan of fish uh, I used to have an aquarium when I was a kid. They were fine there, but I never wanted to touch them. I, like, we we also got this little, like, lobster-looking thing. It was, like, little crawfish, and it would rip the fish apart with its claws, and we were like, what's going on here? Oh, yes, we shouldn't have put them in the same tank. Uh, I don't like not. fish. I didn't like fish. I'm not we saying I wanted them to it. die. I, I'm not saying I wanted them to die. I'm just saying it was i need to talk to you about fish then because i'm obsessed with fish are you I love fish. oh are you a big fan of fish i love fish i love conserving fish i went on a sea turtle conservation trip i love sea turtles sea are great i love sea yeah, turtles okay. <laughs> yeah 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 fish but are cool too turtles are not fish turtles are cool right okay um, so it's not all sea animals is basically whoa 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 animals. don't paint me as a bigot here uh <laughs> I, I do not hate all sea life, and I do not okay. wish ill will well, on fish. It's on a different scale, but you are being very mean to fish specifically. <laughs> I'm just saying they're ugly. I'm just saying fish are ugly. I'm seeing a, so like a mean. targeted hate toward fish right now, so I'm going to have to scale it back for this conversation to continue. <laughs> I'm a big fan of dolphins. I hope they make fl- flounder realistic, just to mess with you. <laughs> oh, I, I went snorkeling in the Great Barrier Reef, and I, I had never been snorkeling before and I don't do deep ocean. I'm afraid of deep ocean. 
but like the snorkel goggles are like this so that you don't have any peripheral and a fish like flew <laughs> by my face and I didn't see it until it was like boom and I screamed out my snorkel and I like came up I'm like ah and my sister was like what what's going on I'm like oh a fish just flew by me so as though I mean yeah I didn't know like it's a great beer race like are you expecting no fish exactly in the race you know I was uh I don't know what I was expecting but I didn't expect well I thought the reef scared. was a barrier from all the scary slimy fish <laughs> yeah right see. right false uh I false confidence there you know I false advertising yeah Australia's yeah. part <laughs> yeah um but no I'll watch Little Mermaid and I like Halle Bailey in fact I I've been I've been trying to catch up on Gronish um and she's in Gronish and uh I want to see more of her uh, for many different reasons, and so I'm looking, I'm I'm actually looking forward to Little Mermaid. Do we know who's playing Ursula? Oh, I think I saw something, but I'm not sure if it was official. Uh, I hope they I hope they go with something like off the wall, like Billy Bob Thornton. I'm looking. I'm seeing Melissa McCarthy listed. Okay. I was joking about Billy Bob Thornton. I don't want Billy Bob Thornton playing Ursula. Um, I feel like Melissa McCarthy. Oh, yeah, I see Melissa McCarthy. It'd be an engaging performance. Billy Bob Thornton or Melissa McCarthy? Uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Snow White, though, they said that's coming out in 2024 as well. But but I thought they're busy filming it right now. How long do they need? I, maybe I'm just used, the mar- used to the Marvel timeline. I, I, I think you might be on like a bit of a dilated time scale. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, because I wasn't following D23 super closely before, you know, I got the invite for the show. And I was looking down the run list and I was like, man, there's a lot of Marvel in a real short amount of time. There's kind of a lot of stuff in a real short amount of time. I don't know how they do that well i know yeah. how they do that they got so big and now they have an assembly line for movies but yeah, also right. like it's so much in practice you know it's it, mm-hmm. it is a little overwhelming i mean not a overwhelming because i don't intend on watching everything it's a little <laughs> logistically difficult at this point but like yeah yeah, yeah. uh filming wrapped for snow white on in july of this year Oh, they're done. So it oh. seems weird that you would need more than a year and a half mm. for post-production. I feel like they shouldn't come out with it, period. We already have too much Snow White. I Yeah, I'm it's also, I'm not a fan of Snow White. Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you a fan of Snow White? I liked Snow White. Like, growing up, I always thought that it was, like, funny. I just, I mean, like, looking back on it now, it's always, like, kind of redundant. Like, true love's kiss. Like, okay, yes, the the woman is poisoned. The guy needs to kiss the girl. And the dwarves sing a song. Like, I mean, I thought that was kind of cute. Like, I really liked the dwarves. I really liked, uh, I actually kind of liked uh, the evil queen, (laughs) funnily enough. Yeah. Um, But... Like the story as a whole, I liked when I was a kid. And yeah. I mean, I don't, but I don't think I'd want to watch it after seeing like Once Upon a Time, Mirror Mirror. Like right. there's so many different projects um, concerning Snow White that have come out recently that I just feel like we maybe can have a break. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that one wizard kid on Twitch is saying Dimitri is a hater today. I'm not a <laughs> just because I I think fish are ugly, and also I'm, I don't really care for Snow White. You know, um, absolutely hater behavior. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Rachel Zegler is Snow White, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar. Let She's a uh, West Side Story. West. Uh, yeah, West Side right, Story. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, her. West Side Crips, I think. Um, Affiliate, that's her gang affiliation. Um, Aries says John Howard King from the Little Women miniseries as Prince Eric, Javier Bardem as King Triton, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. Is this for real? Uh, I think so. It's on IMDb. uh, IMDb, though, is sometimes incorrect when like fans go in and they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mephisto. Mephisto is in, <laughs> is in, uh, you know, WandaVision. And they'll be like, okay. Uh, and Jacob Tremblay as Flounder. Jacob sure. Tremblay. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I'm just I'm laughing. I'm trying to recall. I can't picture Flounder. Jacob. Jacob Tremblay? He's the, the oh, kid from Oh, okay. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. I see his face now. I know him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. Um, oh, he's also in Luca. Wow. Okay. Oh yeah, he's yeah. Voice. yeah. Uh, what are they doing with Mufasa? I mean, what are they know. doing with Mufasa? I uh, is it gonna be animated? Is it gonna be like the the Lion King movie? The I hope so. I don't think I'm gonna watch it if it's live action. Okay. Um. But animated would be, I think, really cool. It's kind of like Cruella, but like Cruella makes sense to be live action because it's humans. Mm. But um, yeah, I think that would be really cool if it was animated. It would be really, really interesting oh. if it was animated because I don't think word is it's live least, action. Um, no, because I was I was gonna say they haven't really made an attempt in recent years to like try to follow up on one of those like Disney Renaissance movies on their own level like you know try to do something in the same vein so it would be really interesting to see how they go about that but of course this is real life and we don't get nice things (laughs) but it's going to be a prequel but like James Earl Jones is not coming back for it so they'll they'll probably get some other somebody to do the younger voice of Mufasa but like I okay. am kind of interested. I want to see like a Mufasa and Scar brother brother ship brotherhood brotherhood. Uh, that's kind of cool. I can't hate on it per se until I learn. Right. I can hate on it for you. I'm kind of ready. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't want to see like how Mufasa and Scar grew up. No, I have no interest in a Hamlet prequel about Hamlet's father. That's not the interesting part of the play. <laughs> uh, that's fair. I I like the fact that like cool. Lion King is Hamlet, Lion King two is Romeo and Juliet, and Lion Listen, King uh, one and a half unless, is Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Unless unless Mufasa is literally Macbeth, I am not interested. <laughs> they're gonna yeah, they're gonna pick another Shakespeare play. <laughs> I would love to see a Disney animal adaptation of Midsummer Night's Dream. However no. they do it. However they do no, it. They wouldn't announce a Mufasa prequel and be like, yeah, it's a silly fun farce. <laughs> I, that doesn't feel like the energy I really got from any of this. It, it starts off with Mufasa and Sarabi. Sarabi doesn't or how, no, they would be the uh, the Lysander and 
Elena of Midsummer, and then yes. Scar, and then Scar would come in, and Scar would be Demetrius, and he's like, Sarabi, you gotta marry me, and then there's fairies. I don't know who's the fairies, but uh, I don't know how it would work. Okay, Dimitri, you're pitching this to Disney, and they mm. have to accept it. Okay, <laughs> you're you're saying you want you want an actual pitch. Uh, yeah, it writes itself, you know. <laughs> but the, you know, if you can get a hundred monkeys to write Shakespeare, you can yeah. like ten to write Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah. It's a really weird play. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, I've been in that play three times. Um, uh-huh twice as Aegeus, which is weird, but okay. Um, uh, so Mufasa, that's Mufasa. Is there a live action movie that you guys would want to see? Like a, a live action Disney remake specifically? Yeah. yeah. I liked Cruella, but I know that's not a re- remake. I mean, okay. I would I would consider it part of the question. Yeah. I mean, technically, that'd be in the same in a similar vein to Mufasa. Mm, yeah, because right. it's also a prequel or Maleficent. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see it. I saw Maleficent the first one. The second one happened. I think it came out. I think so. Right? Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They just came Malefic- and went. Yeah, because Maleficent was really big, like earlier in the 2010s, I feel like, and that still drove onward into a sequel that I didn't hear as much about, but it was still present. But yeah. it was also still kind of on the first movie's hype, so it was like, yeah, mm-hmm. just feels like Maleficent was popular for longer in my head. Yeah. When did Malef- when did Maleficent come out versus Frozen? Frozen was 2012. I think Maleficent. What, oh, it was 2014. 2011? Maleficent came Wait, after. what? Maleficent was really? 2014, yeah. Came out after. Oh, it was Frozen 2014. Oh, Frozen like was I... 2013. I oh. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I feel like I was hearing about Maleficent forever for some reason. Yeah, well, when did the sequel come out? 2016, 17? Did anyone, like, did we forget that there was a sequel? Yeah, M- Mistress <laughs> of Evil. 2019. Oh, that's why it was forgotten. And then oh. the pandemic probably happened, and then that was it. October to 2019. So it's not like... I don't know. We had better things to worry about a couple months later. So, hmm. all right. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I want a live-action sequel to the live-action Aladdin. It's gonna... It sounds weird, but I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of Return of Jafar. It doesn't have to be Return of Jafar. But I'm a big fan of Return of Jafar and uh, uh, King of Thieves uh, and the animated Aladdin cartoon show. Like, there are a lot of tales that you can tell within that, like, timeline and universe and mythology. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a live-action sequel with Mina Masood and Naomi Scott and Will Smith. Well, I was going to say, I liked the live-action Aladdin. Yeah. Out of every live-action thing that they've come out with, that one was actually pretty good. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know about this uh, sequel thing. I'm no? not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know because they, they haven't done, like, a, I, I haven't seen, like, the if there is an animated series. I haven't seen them. So. I mean, there's you know not only I'm... an animated series. There's three animated movies of Aladdin and an animated what? cartoon show. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that at all. You, you got to jump into it because they're actually pretty good. <laughs> mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's not Robin Williams 
voice in Return of Jafar, but then he comes back for King of Thieves. It's Dan Castellaneta pretending to be Robin Williams, pretending to be the genie. Yeah, and Castellaneta, he's the voice of Homer, right? Yeah. 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 So uh, it's interesting, but it's still good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the on the question of a live action remake you'd want to see, give Treasure Planet another go. Treat it right yeah. this time. Yeah. You know, Treasure Planet was already good, but just give it another go and take it seriously this time. God With a live it. action remake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? You know, the you know, the animated version was already, you know, so ambitious that it kind of it's on the scale of live action. You wouldn't really have to change a lot of the aesthetics no. or even how a lot of the characters look to adapt it to CG, especially because it's a far less bright, you know, Disney art style. Um, so yeah, I would be interested to see what they do with that. Would you want a modern remake of the song that was in Treasure Planet? You know, that's, uh, is it Brian Adams? What's that song? Um, what is that song? They made it specifically for the movie and it was everywhere. What's the Treasure Planet song called? Ah. It's I'm Still is- Here. Mm, okay. Um, who wrote it? I don't know. Oh, it's the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, it was the Goo Goo Dolls. They did the like the main song for Treasure Planet. Mm. Yeah. Um, because we'd probably get a remake for the song in the movie too. Maybe Macklemore. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Marvel stuff. Are we wait? We're jumping around, but that's fine. It's fine. What was there other Disney? I mean, there was a lot of other Disney stuff. I know that was like announced. Oh, Inside Out two. They announced no. that they're going to make it Inside Out two. No, hard no. Ooh, do hard tell. no. Hard no. Inside Out one was great. Like they should just cut it off. Period. Oh, they ended on a high. They ended on a high note. There's no need for uh, a sequel what are they gonna go do go go back and find uh bing bong like no that's what aries says gonna... aries in the comments says the return of bing bong <laughs> oh no if they bring, they can't bring back bing bong they would such a good uh, bing bong had a really great ending i think that so was sad. final yeah, it was sad but... but it was a good it was final and like i feel like the human i forget the human character but she had a great ending as well um yeah. So I feel like it was complete. It's like it's like adding a sequel to like Finding Nemo or Monsters Inc. They did. Well, I guess Monsters Inc. They, they did Monsters both Inc. those no, things. Got, Monsters, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. They added a sequel to Finding Nemo Finding, and Monsters Inc. Finding, Finding Dory. Dory. Oh, okay. Well, that's a prequel. No, Finding Dory <laughs> no. is a sequel. Was it? Wait. Okay, I'm completely forgetting, but. Monsters Inc. was Monsters University. Yes, was that was the prequel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wait, I have to watch Finding Dory again. Aries says Binger, Binger, Better Bonger. <laughs> Binger, Better Bonger? <laughs> Binger, Binger, Better Bonger. Yeah. Um, I, it's funny, Sarah, I feel like your takes are the, the opposite of mine. Um, <laughs> Inside Out was okay. I cry at Bing Bong. I get it but I also felt like it felt incomplete and anticlimactic at the end. Um, so. Like, I mean, the big stuff was happening inside the girl, but like her story, like what she like leaves and gets on the bus and then she comes back home or something. I forget what happens. 
but like it just seemed like oh okay whatever uh but like that is inside out like inside out is about the uh you know the emotions inside of the human so it would never be like her story i feel like if it was a story about her and they like titled it like i forget her name but like her name um then i feel like yes but this is like still about the emotions how many more yeah that you did say something that does kind of get me a little bit more interested in the sequel and that's focusing more on riley i think her name is Mm. Uh, yes rather you know like i if inside out 2 goes a direction where screen time is shared a lot more between riley and the emotions especially because riley's going to be older seemingly you know a character you can write with a little bit more complexity i would like to see them get uh a little more, bit more interplay, especially because, you know, the goings-ons inside of the head was like the whole thing about Inside Out, almost the gimmick of Inside Out, you know, and that world was so thoroughly explored. I don't really have a need to go back into the mind stuff too much. Right. I agree. Yeah. I, I just think like, it's, I, I want to see more. I think they're like, at the end of the first movie, it talks about like mixing those emotions, right? like mm-hmm. a lot more of that and it's like that emotional complexity of growing up and being post-pubescent as opposed to like pre-pubescent I don't know how old she was originally but like like she was I, she was like 12 13 so like pre-pubescent <laughs> entering puberty yeah and I think it gets way more it, complicated like in the, life. the lesson I don't think was so much more about like uh combining the emotions so much as like letting them all you know feeling them all because Mm. the whole thing was she was repressing sadness and that was emotionally stunting her um and i in the little blurb i read about it inside out's whole two's whole thing is that they're going to be introducing new emotions which i think could be fun you know puberty is very like there's a lot of funny things you can do with that so that'll be a fun first act you know right uh well, because there's the basic emotions, and then there's also, like, just in general, like, emotions that are kind of a mix of different emotions, right? Like, like, depression isn't, like, wait, uh, what were the, what were the ones that were covered in the movie? Joy. Sad. Happy. Oh, yeah, joy. joy. Disgust, I think. Disgust, yeah. Fear. Uh, fear. Uh, and anger. anger. Yeah. 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 But, like, you can mix it, and, like, what's angst? Like she's a she'd probably be a teenager, right? Like what's angst? Yeah. Angst is sadness, but also fear and I don't anger. Like, you know what I mean? Like, can you imagine an angst personification? Yeah, but I think it's like a little I feel like as like you're saying this, it feels like drawn out. Like, do do we need I mean, maybe like if they gear it toward I get like if they're gearing it toward like a you know teenage audience, then yeah, maybe it will help them. Like mm. it probably helped younger like pre-pubescent kids deal with whatever emotions they were going through. So maybe if it was geared toward that audience, I think it would help them. Um, but other than that, I do feel like I don't know. For me personally, I just it seems a little drawn out. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of drawn out, you know, this is kind of another movie they're doing that's presumably going to be heavily focusing on puberty and, you know, the people's emotional states during that, which, you know, so soon after seeing Red, it's like, okay, we've kind of done this beat twice now in yeah. pretty short succession. So it's kind of a weird choice a little mm-hmm. bit. Also, but turning Red also 
wasn't in theaters, right? Um, no, it wasn't. No, the way, the way I remember it, the way I, I the way I keep track of it is all the non-white Disney Pixar movies go straight to streaming. So damn, oh, that's so depressing. That's what it is. I mean, You're sure, so there's right. the pandemic, but like, you, I don't know. It's just how it is. Um, Wait, but Pinocchio is also only on Disney Plus, so that makes me feel a little bit better. Maybe it's because he's a wooden boy, and does that make him a brown boy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All we know is that we can't call Pinocchio white. Yes. That isn't entirely true. Yes, he is definitely Streaming not. Streaming it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, who is this brown wooden boy? I mean, I guess if we're going with the most uh, with the most prominent human character, that's Tom Hanks, and he's right. like the white guy. You know that is I mean? true. That is true. It's also weird that Tom Hanks would let his like his agent would allow him to have a movie that doesn't go to theaters, right? Like, I feel it's like Tom Hanks. It's not like he's going to be hurt by it, you know? No. Yeah, he's Tom like Hanks the dad movies. of America. Like Tom yeah. Hanks yeah, is the movie but... theaters, right? He can do it without the movie theaters. I'm sure he's like, yeah, whatever, chill. He's like, he's getting to that age. Like, he's yeah. getting older. He's probably like, whatever, just do what you want. I'll be in it if you want me to. The mm. most I've, uh, you know, experienced Tom Hanks is on DVD with Toy Story 2. That wasn't in theaters for me. That was, for my, that was my car ride. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, are you guys big Hocus Pocus fans? I have never seen it. I've, I haven't seen, I haven't seen the either. first one to completion. Um, but people are going wild for Hocus Pocus 2. There's such yeah. a huge fandom, a huge camp fandom as well for Hocus Pocus. You know, it's such a cult classic that it it is fun to see uh, that they're reviving it and going so whole hog with it. But yeah. I can't say how it compares to the original. I haven't seen it. I just yeah. know people like those funny witches. <laughs> You know what this means? I'm going to have to come to the East Coast and we can all just watch Hocus Pocus. Mm, movie. Night. Yeah, that movie is night. the vibe. Yeah. I um, mean, it looks really cool. I mean, honestly, Hocus Pocus was always like some of the, like one of those things like you saw on Disney Plus being like, oh, Hocus Pocus uh, 1 is going to be playing on October 30th or October 31st and like stay tuned. Um, and now they're doing it again. So it's like it has that nostalgia value because you always have have seen it but like i have not seen it yeah all I'll i remember honest, when i, when oh, I first saw the trailer i was like oh heck yeah halloween town <laughs> which is just <laughs> it has totally wrong yeah. franchise yeah <laughs> i would like to think that they exist in the same universe halloween town and hocus pocus yeah it, it's mm. weird i i'm experienced with like all the Disney Halloween movies that they stick on, except for Hocus Pocus. You know, Halloween Town, Twitches. Um, Did you watch Don't Look Under the Bed? I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, that was the, like, that was that scary. It was scary. It was about the boogeyman. Ooh. Bas basically, the premise, it's been years. Uh, the premise is, or the twist, or whatever you want to call it. Basically, every kid has an imaginary friend, and when they stop believing in the imaginary friend, they turn into the boogeyman. Ooh. That's terrible. Yeah. I wouldn't sleep at night as a kid if I saw that. <laughs> I would, yeah, no. It's like this creature no under your bed. It's, uh, yeah. Also, there the first interracial about... kiss in Disney Channel, I think. Hmm. 
anyway, Sarah, sorry. Uh, there was one I remember in theaters that was about like a house that came alive. Monster and house. And that one, yes, monster house. It gave me nightmares. Because <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get sucked into a house and I'm not going to be able to get out. And But I remember it very like distinctly. It had like, do you guys remember that like time when the movie theaters sold? It was like so bad for you. It was completely artificial flavor, completely like, like artificial color. It came in like different... Um, animals and it was like a drink and it had like a little pop-up thing what is it uh, just a, a it's drink like a, like a yeah it's like a thing? yeah it's kind of like a high c but it's like in animals and like it has like one of those pop-up straws like, I, I like an animal like an animal cup or i don't know how to describe it i'm gonna have to find it now okay but either way i like distinctly remember dropping the whole thing and running out of the theater when i saw that house come alive uh yeah. i got gotta stay away from those big. those monster houses you know be careful yeah any house could be a monster house keep that in mind it's true. you know now yeah. who's the weirdo now i'm a, i'm afraid of real live fish you're afraid of monster houses <laughs> who's okay. the weirdo now well, Monster House is far more dangerous than your average fish. <laughs> I beg to disagree. Okay. <laughs> I could beat a Monster House, but a fish, oh, above my prey grade. I, I, I would be willing to bet money that the three of us will never die via Monster House. Like a 0% chance. None of us will ever die due to a Monster House. How will you die via fish? I'm just saying the odds, are, the odds are higher than 0%. <laughs> Right? The odds are higher than 0% that I could die via fish. This is true. This is true. It's not zero. It's zero for a monster house, though. <laughs> the Keeg Show. It's not zero. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> um, New slogan. There's a, there's a movie that, like, I didn't get to look too far into it, but kind of looks cool. It's called Elemental. Oh, yeah. And has that fire girl. Her name is Ember. And the water oh. guy who looks like Osmosis Jones, his name is Wade, which I think oh. are really cool names. Wade and Ember. That's so cute. Are they in love? I don't know. Uh, I feel like that would be very difficult, water and fire. Yeah. <laughs> Having a relationship that might cause some issues. But it looks that, really cute. That would be a really big hurdle. You could probably make like a whole movie about it. It'd be so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, that being said, like, like with sensors and everything, like if they ever did get it on, it would just be steam, and like you wouldn't uh, see anything. So I mean, that's pretty romantic. <laughs> it is pretty. I mean, Titanic had it right. So they were in the car and they steamed that car up. I wasn't allowed to watch that scene when I was a kid, though. So yeah, me too. I'm only going off. I, of what I don't I think, think I still haven't seen it. Yeah, I heard. I heard Kate and Jack just wrestled naked. <laughs> they were just wrestling, having a, having fun. You know, um, there there's a couple. Do you guys see the teaser trailer? It didn't come out this time, but it but it came out like a couple months ago for Strange World. Oh. Um, um, it's like I saw the go to a planet and it's just this weird looking planet with a bunch of like random weird things in it. It's called Strange World. Um, but they released just a, a still for it, as far as I know. Um, right. No new information on it, but 
Um, I did see the still. Um, I'm not like compared to Elio, which seems like a similar concept. Mm. I feel like it's probably not going to like reach that level. Yeah. Um, it seems a little like on the cornier side, whereas like Elio seems like a little bit more complex and a little bit more exciting in terms of like a mystical land that somebody is going to. What do you know about Elio? Because I, I didn't, I didn't get. To I just know the it. concept art. I know like the poster that they gave us, and it just seems like there's like I, I like can like see it. Is there like a portal? Like a, yeah, there's a portal in the background, and it seems like that inside that portal is his home. It has like tents and like grass and stuff, and then he comes into the portal, and it looks like completely different. Mm. Um, so I'm thinking it's along the same page as Strange World, but a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe it's the animation style that looks like cooler. It looks like Steven Universe, right? Elio? Yeah, a, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. At least the main character looks kind of like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I, what I saw from Elio was that people were joking it's Pokemon Sun the movie because in that game the male <laughs> protagonist his default name is Elio and that's like and in the game they're like these alien Pokemon that come through wormholes so it's like oh, oh yeah. my god <laughs> what a coincidence. Uh, that was the oh. most Digimon like that Pokemon's gotten. Oh my god! With yeah. the Ultra Beasts, I feel yeah. like they were pure Digimon. N- none of them were in jeans, so it's not full Digimon. Yeah, but or like... or leather with spikes. Like, yeah. <laughs> Digimon was on some weird shit, but I liked it. Um, there's also a Peter Pan and Wendy TV like streaming show coming out. I don't right. know much about that. Um, I think it has the actress from Black Widow who played either young Natasha or young Yelena. I can't remember which oh. one. Um, Interesting. But it seems it seems good from what I've heard. Uh-huh. What's it about? But I don't know anything about it. I think it's just a Peter Pan story. Yeah, I haven't. But seen I could be completely wrong. I haven't seen it either. But of all stories, I feel like Peter Pan in general in culture has plenty of inter- iterations i think i think we're good really <laughs> by, the t- by the time we hit hook i think we were good <laughs> but like oh yeah that's true my f- i don't know how does. much more you can do with that story realistically you know not yeah. realistically right. like it has to be real but like what new are you gonna do what new in it you can't just release a thing and have nothing be new <laughs> right um it's an interesting cast. Jude Law as Captain Hook. Um, and it, oh, it looks like it's a film. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out in 2023. This one's coming out in 2023. Snow White's coming out in 2024. So Snow White's finished filming, and this one hasn't. They're going on their own timeline. Yeah. That being said, do they, yeah, they have an indigenous actress as Tiger Lily. For the first time mm. in history. Great. Good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Jim Gaffigan is Smee. Oh my God. Are they going to put him in like the way too small blue shirt too? With the stomach poking out? Yeah. I hope so. Um, but that being said, for the first time ever, or as far as I know in history, they are not casting the same person for Hook as they do Mr. Darling. Oh, because that's like a thing, right? Hook is Mr. Darling ish, right? It's, it's the same design of character when it's on stage, it's played by the same actor, but 
but Alan Tudyk is playing Mr. Darling and Jude Law is playing Captain Hook. That's interesting. Maybe yeah. like a shape-shifting Captain Hook. Well, because like, well, in the story, they're not the same character, but we're meant to see that they're the same character, right? Like, for whatever reason, however you want to interpret Peter Pan, whether it's real, right. whether it's not, I don't know. Um, I just think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yara Shahidi, you know Yara Shahidi from um, Bronish, from Blackish. Um, she's the main. She's the daughter in Blackish. That when she goes to college, she's the main character of Bronish. Oh. Um, she's cool. Tinkerbell, which is okay, but it also screams to me that like another Disney movie where the POC character is a non-human other character right you know whether it's turning yeah, princesses into frogs or jamie fox into a soul or a girl into a panda like soul i mean felt even partic- in the pen no, go ahead soul felt particularly weird i gotta say especially because of the way the voice swapping was done it's like mm, okay this whole experience put together is becoming a little bit weird <laughs> you mean just the movie as a whole yeah, mm. it doesn't help that it's also very existential, and I fear that like the play. So, <laughs> but also, like... yeah, yeah. Um, uh. I felt like Pinocchio as well. Just based off the trailer, it seems also like the only POC is the oh, besides Pinocchio, which is controversial, might need a conversation. <laughs> um, but the fairy, yeah, is also black, and mm. it's like okay. So how how long are you gonna be there? Like you're just gonna transform Pinocchio for five seconds and then leave, or what's happening? Uh, I know I was joking about Pinocchio being brown, but that was just a wood related joke. Looks like the actor right. who plays him <laughs> is white. Pinocchio. Yeah. Mm, okay. His name is yeah. Benjamin Evan Ainsworth, which sounds pretty white, but who you know who knows? Ainsworth. Um, Ainsworth. Ainsworth, come here. Come here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> come hither. You're becoming a puppet boy. <laughs> we got <laughs> yes. Um, um, but what was I what was I gonna uh where were we going with this? Oh, Yara Shahidi as Tinkerbell. Okay. She's cool. I like her. Um we'll see. I like Peter Pan actually. Hook, I'm yeah. like I'm a big fan of Peter Pan. Um, not a huge, huge fan, but Hook, and there was a Fox cartoon that I grew up on, mm-hmm. um, that, which was not Disney related, that was, like, my favorite. I guess I like Peter Pan best when it's not Disney. Huh. All right. Were there other things, uh, uh, that, that, that pop out to you about, uh, what came out of D23? Because there's a whole list of things, but like we're not gonna have time to like cover it all. But right. Mandalorian um, I, season three. Ooh, trailer. yeah. Getting into Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot <laughs> that we. Yeah, there's a whole universe we didn't we didn't touch on yet, which is Star Wars. Are you guys? Yeah, I mean, are you guys big Mandalorian cool. fans? Yes. I, I still haven't seen the mandalorian you don't have to hold anything back for my sake i'm not any of it i know i know i'm awful i'm a bad person because i haven't done my star wars homework i'm sorry wait but why i I just 
haven't bothered. Are you not I, a Star I Wars don't know fan? What to t- I am a Star Wars fan, but I'm not saying <laughs> you you are. I'm not saying you aren't. I'm just asking whether in general you were. I am a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, a little bit of where I'm at with Star Wars is like, oh man, I'm one of those that really, really liked The Last Jedi, where it was going, what it was yeah. doing, and that uh, was just completely dropped in favor of other things, and I felt uh, just a little bit burned. Uh, but also Mandalorian, I don't know, it's not... I, I've had enough of Star Wars kind of feeling isolated, Mm-hmm. maybe it's just the era i grew up in but i kind of like that prequel energy of like oh we're sticking a bunch of aliens in here and we're really like it uh not iterating but like uh expanding upon it you know often to a detriment but you know what it's a fun space place and i like learning about the fun space place and this kind of more somber western story about you know this load mandalorian it doesn't speak to me as much right now but I do intend to watch it because I've only heard amazing things. Yeah. Yes. That's great. Um, Aries wants to know, Mike, did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> Why, I don't think I have. <laughs> I haven't heard that said a billion, billion times. <laughs> uh, Sarah, you, you, tell me about your love of Mandalorian. Uh, I mean, uh, besides the fact that Pedro Pascal is playing Mandalorian. Right. <laughs> or, um, I just, I feel like it's a great story and it's kind of like an evolution of love over the two seasons that they've had so far, which I really have enjoyed. You take this very like, uh, you know, staunch kind of, you know, stereotyped masculine male character and you put him into like a very loving father tender role. And you see how that's like, progressed over the years and I really like have loved seeing him as that and also as like a very strong masculine protector male character so he has the balance of both which I've really enjoyed seeing him like embody both and he's actually I feel like he's become a better hunter because of it yeah I Star Wars has been doing that a lot though is giving the lone wolf guy a baby to look after like <laughs> it's just this trope that keeps popping up. You're hey, quite the an initial <laughs> Obi Wan. Oh, oh, Obi Wan, right? Obi Wan. Yeah, this Bad Batch does it, but with a whole team of like lone wolves. <laughs> oh my god! You're quite okay. a curmudgeonly old man. Have this baby; it'll fix right. you right up. Like, I didn't see Bad Batch. Oh, okay. But I did see. I did see Obi Wan. Um, I feel like Obi Wan, though he was already kind of like in them i don't know he kind of always felt like a, a softy to me because like he also like helped raise younglings and mm. he was already in that role even in the prequels so i feel like even just like in obi-wan it was kind of just like a continuation of that yeah um but like in like a different light a little bit yeah i just i like the mandalorian i do i'm just i think it's funny that like it keeps popping up yeah like you know uh as as a trope uh but the new trailer looks really cool and we deal a lot Mm -hmm. with the mandalorians and mandalore and bo katan Mm. um yeah that drop ship shot with like the mandalorians they're in a ship and it's done with this like dutch angle and they drop out the bottom with their like jetpacks. oh yeah 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 i'm like i don't know where they're going that was wicked but like yeah they could be I just think, doing something mundane. They're just going out for groceries and like 
We don't know. We um, don't. Yeah, a trip to Starbucks real quick. Yeah. Coffee, yeah. coffee run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I really think he's gonna have to try and redeem himself as a Mandalorian. I I feel like he shouldn't be in that cult anymore. <laughs> but right. like, I feel like that's his part of his character, and he's probably gonna try and redeem himself on Mandalore. Yeah. Which I think was that shot of like everything was kind of like dilapidated and like yeah. broken down. And I was like, that's probably Mandalore, maybe, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want love for him? Should he find love? Like romantic uh, I love? He, I think he, I don't know how that would work out with the whole armor thing. <laughs> like, he would could, he keep the helmet? Well, if he's <laughs> no longer part of the cult, he could take off his helmet. That's true. Um, I did Sorry, like that babe. relationship <laughs> in season one. <laughs> The armor stays on while steaming up the car. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Mike, Mike doesn't, you don't even know what we're talking about, do you? I, I know vaguely. You know, I know that Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. He has that whole mask. They're getting more into the lore. And, you know, Star Wars fans' lore is just the most loaded word <laughs> in this context. Right. Um, you know, it represents the good, the bad, the expanded universe, and nitpickiness of it all. Yeah. Um, but from what I've seen, they haven't gone too, too far into that. I. Right. Yeah. I, I will say if they gave if they had Baby Yoda actually hold a Starbucks cup, it would be the most Facebook image to ever exist. <laughs> it would become a meme. It would become a sticker. It would yeah. become you, a shirt. You think the minions are bad? Wait till you get a load with Baby Yoda with a Starbucks cup canonically. <laughs> canonically, yeah. Um, with uh, uh, yeah, Mandalorian season three looks cool, and Mike, you got to catch up. Come on. Come I know, on. I know. I'm, I'm so slow. I'll I'll go at warp speed, by which I mean I'll watch the episodes on times 25 speed and just no. skip to the end. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the way the artist intended, frankly. Mm. You need to think outside the box to get the full experience. Right, right, right. Wait, so were you confused during Obi-Wan when he came in? Oh, wait, no, sorry. Uh, uh, Book of Boba Fett? I'm thinking, Book of Boba Fett, yeah. Did you watch Book of Boba Fett? No, if I haven't seen Mandalorian, how am I watching Book of Boba Fett? <laughs> they're like, they're, they're, they're both about Mandalorians. They look the same to me. That's true. If I didn't watch one, I didn't watch the other. That's true. True, true, true. true. Uh, yeah. Book of Boba Fett was kind of like Mandalorian season 2.5. So yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, should it have been? I argue no, but it was what it was. Um, the, yeah. What else from Star Wars did they announced they had a final trailer for andor and then they had a trailer mm -hmm. for tales of the jedi which are like one shot right. anthology animated episodes um right. young dooku you know that was interesting yeah i, I don't I'm know happy i to, feel like i'm happy to get more clone wars content especially in that animated style and yeah maybe i'm just getting old but i like the idea of the limited series little shorts you know oh it's nice and digestible very good yeah Mm -hmm. yeah uh, yeah i totally agree with that i haven't seen clone wars though unfortunately i've seen um, most of clone it, wars i think but um i haven't seen all of it uh i've seen bad batch I've, i i'm doing my best when it comes to star wars because yeah. there's a lot to watch especially because now i'm picking up new franchises and i hate myself for it 
because like over the last couple of years, I've amped up my Star Trek intake because it used to be non-existent. And now I, I just, I like Star Trek and I'm ramping it up and I shouldn't be because that's another franchise now that I'm watching. And then I just got into Rings of Power. Mm. Why? Why would I do yeah, that? I have to get into that one, Rings of Power. Seems really cool. It, I mean, it's cool. as a non Lord of the Rings fan, um, it is cool actually. I like it. Yeah, I loved Lord of the Rings. I have like a sign, I have like a limited edition Hobbit book, so I'm a big, big fan. I just mm. haven't started it just because it's like just based off what I know from Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, it's just long, yeah. And I don't know if it's the same thing for the show, like you're saying, like it's drawn out. No, like like the episodes or like the movies itself were like three hours. It was like right. something you had to sit down and you really had to carve out time to watch. Are the TV shows like that as well? Are hour like long hour? episodes. Mm, okay, yeah. <laughs> I have to I have to I have to carve out the time. Oh, is hour long you carving out the time? I feel like that's just a normal at this, episode. At this point in my life, yes, it's carving okay. out the time. I feel <laughs> like if you asked me a year ago, it would say I would say no. Would you rather have Lord of the Rings as like 10 minute chunks? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Like I think I think 45, 35, 45 minutes is probably like typical for like me to like watch when it comes out. But like I feel like eh, when you're getting to an hour, it's like, okay, I have to, it's like a mini movie. What can I do, Sarah, to give you 15 more minutes of your time? Just you can um... like watch the show. I will watch the show. It will happen. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's on the horizon. All right. Um, what looks cool, though, and I remember seeing this movie when I was, like, a kid, six years old, maybe, uh, was Willow. And they're doing a Willow sequel series? Is that I, what it is? I, I don't have a Scooby-Doo what this is. Not a clue. Like, okay. I... So, please... Ge- generational gap fill us yes. in what what is this <laughs> uh uh willow is played by warwick davis who is uh the little person who got his start on star wars um playing the ewok mm-hmm. uh, playing right. wicket the ewok so warwick davis was a kid when he started there but then george lucas did george lucas wanted to do a fantasy film and that fantasy film was willow so it had warwick davis it had val kilmer and I forget who else, but it was a classic fantasy type movie. Uh, there was like a witch sorceress enemy who turned men into pigs, I think. It sounds like Cersei, actually. Anyway, the point being is, um, and then he's the, you know, maybe his species, like his race, like hobbits, but they're not hobbits. I don't know exactly. But the point being is, it's a classic tale of like a, a small man doing great things, kind of moral of the story, right? Like, it doesn't matter your size. You can still make a difference. So that was like a fantasy movie. And this, I don't know whether it's a sequel movie or a sequel series, but it looks super interesting. Like... It does. Yeah, yeah I mean, based on the trailer, um, it kind of is giving, like, a Game of Thrones type of vibe. Yeah. But also kind of mixed with, like, you know, it, it screams kind of George Lucas. Yeah. The way that, like, the characters and the monsters are inserted into it. Yeah. Yeah. So not much to know other than do you, it's like, do you like the fantasy genre or not? You know? 
Right. Honest, honestly, I saw the trailer, you know, with very little context, and I just kind of thought this looks more like a D and D trailer than the D and D trailer. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> At I... least the the main cast is somehow more varied. I think. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, is fantasy making a comeback? Yeah, I think so. You know, like for aesthetic stuff like that, I feel like we're not quite on the thirty year cycle. We're more like on a ten year cycle, and I feel like. 2008 going into the 2010s was really big so now at the dawn of the 2020s we're kind of getting back into it 15 years later maybe yeah because mm-hmm. i feel like dnd is on the rise because of many different factors and because of dnd the fantasy genre has kind of been reinvigorated yeah i mean i think there's different medias like stranger things and uh even like marvel has like promoted like the rise of fantasy kind of like whether it's like whether it's like the actual game, like playing it sitting down or just like watching these things online, you see like more and more of these like big corporate corporations saying, let's put fantasy into action. Yeah. And people have kind of like run with that. Um, and like in Stranger Things, it was like a big part of these characters' personalities. Mm. So it gives people an opportunity to like also be like those characters and play D and D, discover what it is. Yeah uh listen if disney wanted to get big in the fantasy market they would have given the owl house its full third season but we don't got to get into that right now i'm just really angry because i've been watching the owl house again recently (laughs) i'm so salty that got cut short i know it got cut short but i have no idea what owl house is other than i I only heard about it when it got canceled which makes me think well whoever's advertising it was not advertising it correctly it's uh it's an animated series you know animated tv series on a uh, disney plus yeah. and it it's very much feels like gravity falls except it's about a girl who gets you know sent into a magical world you know and fantasy hijinks ensue but ultimately it's also about like an evil empire you know it's actually a commentary on modern society who would have thunk um but it's very good and very fun and i'm very sad that it wasn't quite treated as well as i would like yeah uh that one wizard kid says it got canceled because it was lgbtqia so um, that is one very prominently speculated reason there is no confirmation but like yeah that's terrible. I mean, HBO Max is going through its own things of being cut because it's... Oh, you mean eating one... itself? Yeah. <laughs> HBO Max just completely saying, eh, forget it. We're most uh, beloved because of how good our collection is. Let's get rid of half of it. <laughs> it's so... It was... Uh, yeah, don't get me started on that. I mean, uh, it's good for Disney+. Disney Plus. HBO Max was my favorite streaming service. So it's good for all other streaming services when they if HBO Max goes down, but it's not good for us as the consumers because we're losing a quality product. Yeah, HBO Max literally has everything now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Um, Besides like some NBC projects, but like they're not basically everything. Right. Like my two top streaming apps are Hulu and HBO Max, I think. Like Disney Plus, I only watch it for specific things. I don't go, I don't surf on Disney Plus. Right. Yeah. You know? You don't want to surf through the collections of like D-list Disney projects. Right. Ooh, here's a TV show about babies that aired in 2005. <laughs> right. Or like, here's, here's some old one. Don Knotts movie. And I love Don Knotts, but I'm not going around itching for the Apple Dumpling Gang, you know? <laughs> was that a deep cut? 
I'm sorry. That's an old, it's an old movie with Don Knotts. Mm. Who, wait, should I explain Don Knotts too? Yeah. Yeah. You're just an old comedic performer. <laughs> this is before my time. I'm not a, I'm not a, I didn't grow up with Don Knotts. Uh, he was that guy. He was always like, oh, like he met Scooby-Doo. You ever watch like when Scooby-Doo meets celebrities sometimes? Like there was yeah, literally right. a Scooby-Doo team up with him and Don Knotts. And Don Knotts is just kind of lanky and he has like big eyes. I don't know how to describe him, but that's Don Knotts. If you look up Don Knotts, you'd know. Andy Griffith show. Um, I don't know. Anyway. Oh, I know Don Knotts. Yeah. Now that I see his face. Yeah. Was yes. that kind of a good, like, oh, like, oh, like he always does that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but what was I saying? Yeah. So I'm not surfing on Disney Plus for like those old rando movies. Herbie, Herbie goes to Monte Carlo. <laughs> like, I don't need to watch the 12 Herbie movies. Uh, I'm good. So Disney Plus, uh, it's cool that they're doing all this stuff. And it seems like Disney Plus, like, is there anything at this expo that is not for Disney Plus? I guess the parks. It, oh, what did they announce for the parks though? Um, what I've heard so far is, and I, this is speculation because I'm like trying to follow it, but I think they're going to introduce a villain's land at Disneyland. Um, and they're going to put it right behind Splash Mountain. Then Splash Mountain, they obviously had speculation that they were going to remodel it because it's currently off of a uh, country barn bear thing. And they want to make it into um, a princess and the frog theme. Oh which yeah. Which I think is really cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what else I heard. I have to look, but those are the two things that I've heard. Okay. I, I heard they're going to do a, a, another Thanos related thing at, there's something like called King Thanos. Did I imagine this? No, I Multi saw that as Multiverse well. Avengers Campus Ride announced. So it's it's specifically multiverse related called King Thanos, like with King Thanos. And it's just like Thanos with a crown. Yeah, a new Avengers ride featuring a variant of the <laughs> Mad Titan is coming to Disney California Adventure in the near future. Mm. Okay, the villain's land is actually going to Disney World. I, I was wrong. Oh, Disney World? Yeah. Oh, um, I've, I've never been to Disney World, but that's probably closer for you guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then Coco and Encanto is coming behind Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, so they're going to do something behind there. In Disney World well. or Disneyland? Uh, I think Disney World. Okay. Yeah, just World Disney World. Yeah. Um, the King the the King Thanos thing is coming to us over here in California. Mm. interesting um i can't wait to see <laughs> i can't wait to see the multiverse spit out roller coaster thanos in avengers 12 <laughs> like an actual roller coaster that is thanos yeah we yeah. got the thanos copter give me the thanos coaster right right um i have my own opinions on the multiverse I think Marvel's, a lot. Going, Marvel's going way too far. Like, I don't know. I'm and getting confused at this point. They're getting confused. They don't, they don't, maybe, okay, did I, did I see a video that you posted, Sarah, about um, timelines and stuff? Did you post something about the Marvel multiverse? 
probably. Probably. Honestly, that, forget, that sounds right. I forget I what it was about, and I was like, oh, I just don't feel like Marvel understands how they're doing it. I mean, looking right. at it maybe ungenerously, Marvel's kind of set up the multiverse in the way that in the most way possible where they could be like, okay, we don't understand fully what is going on right now, but that's okay. Because as Loki established, the time space continuum is kind of a wild west again. Yeah. So like, we're just going to do stuff. But just don't ask. Just don't ask. Just time's weird right now. Okay. That's it. <laughs> but then they create rules like in multiverse of madness. They're like, oh yeah. Anyone who has a dream, you're dreaming of another universe that does exist. I thought that was cool. But what I didn't understand is the fact that they opened the multiverse in Loki. I know we're kind of getting off topic, but like we're opening no. the multiverse in Loki. And then um, in Multiverse of Madness, I thought that that movie would connect to the fact that the multiverse opened there and in No Way Home and in WandaVision. I thought Multiverse of Madness would have like this crazy outcome but it didn't even look like the multiverse was open. It just looked like, obviously we had America Chavez who was helping Dr. Strange travel the multiverse, but it wasn't like open per se. What's you know open what though? What is open? Like people just taking like, subway rides like, in between and, universes? No, like, I mean, yeah, maybe like if there's like a portal between the worlds and like there's a way for people to like kind of go in between without having like an America Chavez with them. Yeah. To to maybe put a finger on it, none of it feels connected. There there's a lot of multiverse shenanigans going on in a lot of different places, and none of them are connected. So it kind of feels weird. Like Doctor Strange found this space girl who can travel between multiverses, and that's how Z's doing it. But uh, Peter was through a Doctor Strange spell that went wrong, and Loki. Mm. Loki happened, and <laughs> Loki messes different... everything up. Personally, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, like, well, I get that it's kind of, it's funny and cute and whatever that the dreams are other universes and it works within Multiverse of Madness, but you're telling me, like, all the dreams that, like, any other Avengers have, that's all just other universe, like, so from this point on, we can never show any Marvel character having a dream without also thinking, yeah, that's right. another universe. But what if that's it's true. a premonition in this universe? <laughs> Oh no. What if what, though? What if? What if? What what if what if the new Marvel what if season is just gonna be what if this rule rule works slightly differently? <laughs> like they just get really rules lawyery about well, it. Well, kind of, because in what if season one, there are fixed moments in time, which was a rule in that Doctor Strange where Christine Palmer has to die. Hmm. But it's not a right. it's not a fixed that rule is not applicable to our Doctor Strange's universe because Christine Palmer is alive which means there are different rules for every every different multiversal there, universe there are different rules for every movie and tv show I think it's, is uh, it's, yes I'm just like confused because Iron Man had a dream in Iron Man 3 and it was his, is based off of his, of his like PTSD. So was that? It would that have was to part be. of his memory though. That's the, that's the thing, right? When you have a dream he, about something that happened to you, that's not, that's, that's just what happened to you. No, no, no. You see, you see a flashback dream is actually you dreaming to a different multiverse. That's like five <laughs> years off from this one. So right now over there, oh it's like 2017, right? 
It's it, it, <laughs> oh they, they need to get their shit together, especially they're hinging <laughs> they're hinging a whole saga on the multiverse. Right. They need to figure out their rules because they couldn't even figure it out for Endgame. I mean, I guarantee like, you, they have five whiteboards. Wherever they are, they have five whiteboards. Different whiteboards. And they're though. all like. I guarantee you, they have five different buildings of people all trying to work this out. And I think, honestly, like Star Wars, the sequels trilogy kind of should have been a bit more of a canary in the coal mine that, like, hey, you can't start these big series without an end game in sight. Right. A, a, a literal and a figurative end yeah. game in sight. You know, it needs to all lead to something because right now it all feels so aimless. It still feels like they're kind of testing the waters. Ooh, how do people feel about the multiverse stuff? Ooh, how are mm-hmm. people feeling about, you know, TV shows in general? Right. So, it kind of feels like I think they have a plan. I think they have a loose plan on what's going to happen, but I don't think they know what each movie is like going to be. Cause that's well, how, do, how, like, how do the Thunderbolts play into all this? Like, I don't what think do they, they do? I don't think they do like, like I don't think they have to. I'm trying to think of a Marvel movie that does not factor into Endgame. I mean, Thunderbolts will completely unravel Bucky's arc. I'm yeah, so. but oh, we didn't even talk about the Thunderbolts lineup. Oh right, right, yeah. Uh, because yeah. that wasn't a trailer, but they showed the lineup. It's too many. It's it's it lacks diversity. <laughs> it lacks diversity in multiple ways. Okay. Okay, it, it lacks... I, I think I know where you were going with. There's too many. No, 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 no. Well, that's we, the thing. Well, I we have the the big box at the top of the flowchart, and then we have the branches that right. are all packed into There's that. There's too many and blank, and then you could you could put anything in that for the Thunderbolt lineup. So first thing is everybody is white except for Ghost, who who has a covered face. Um, which so we're we're talking diversity there. I mean, you could have diversified it a little bit. Okay. And but then, from a structural like plot point, they're all just super soldiers. Like none of them can fly, right? Right. None of them can shoot no. lasers. Who can shoot lasers in the MCU? <laughs> Captain Marvel, Iron Man. Oh, right, 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 right. right. They all have okay, range well, attacks. Iron Man they all have range attacks, right? Like yeah, Thor like, has his lightning. Okay. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah, but aren't like, the Thunderbolts just like superpowered people? They don't really have powers right, yeah. per se. Like you look at the Avengers, right. you have a god, a super soldier, a billionaire list guy, playboy philanthropist, fu- a fucked up green guy, a spy, <laughs> and a dude with a bow and arrow. Good for him. He aces archery class. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, I look at the Thunderbolts, and I'm like, yep, that is a uh, superhero lineup. <laughs> it feels like Eternal. It's I feel the same like emotions from them which is none as if you took the eternals but made them less diverse and the costumes were different colors is yeah. kind of what i see with the thunderbolts yeah. yeah somebody pointed out that literally four of the thunderbolts have a thing about shields it's That's bucky true. bucky um red guardian uh taskmaster and um us agent they're all shield carriers we have maybe two they'll Captain all Americans. combine their shields and make a big <laughs> shield, and that will be the end of it. Yeah, like a it's like a Power Rangers Megazord kind of situation. <laughs> they they stick yes. their shields together and it makes a thunderbolt shape, and you're like, ah, like the movie. Uh, and then uh, roll credits. <laughs> and, yeah, and then roll credits, leave the theater, forget about it in two hours. 
I, I just think it's such an uninspired lineup. Like, yeah. like TikTok could have created better lineups, which is literally what I've been doing recently is coming up with lineups for superhero teams. But like, right. I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just saying in general, I would appreciate a, a, any TikTok creator's lineup over this lineup. I feel like they should have waited thought for a moment about what their lineup should be and then instead announced the Fantastic Four lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I was, we were not going to get X-Men related content. Um, I knew that. That being said, like I thought at least we get a Fantastic Four lineup. Um, yeah. And personally, I would love for a Fantastic Four movie to deal with the scrolls. I would love for Secret Invasion to like lead into Fantastic Four because I think that that's, that's cool. an aspect of Fantastic Four we haven't dealt with. Um, in the movies, we've dealt with a lot of Doctor mm -hmm. Doom. We've, I guess, dealt with Galactus and Silver Surfer once, but it'd be nice. Let's have the scrolls. Let's have the Super Scroll be be the villain and like kind of go from there. But we didn't get anything other than Matt Shackman, the director of Wandavision. What? No. Yeah, Wandavision. Yeah, director of Wandavision is the director of Fantastic Four, which is cool. But okay. No, we need to do the Thunderbolts. We need the Thunderbolts more than ever. Right. I'm sure, Ju sure? I'm sure Julie Louis-Dreyfus's contract is will expire at a certain point. That they're like the super the superhero world doesn't have enough white dudes that are really good at being soldiers, man. All right. right? It's not just, enough uh, yeah. not enough morally gray. Like and like Bucky, come on. Bucky shouldn't be on there. I know. Bucky just had his arc. And it's like, why are why are you there, bro? Yeah, you good. Remorse, like a remission or something. Yeah, remission. I don't. Yeah, know. I don't know. Also, like Red Guardian doesn't have to be on it. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't. We didn't. Like, I was thinking Ghost would be on it. Fine, but I also thought like Abomination would be on it. Oh yeah, that would be good. Right. One. Let's but Abomination's whole thing in She-Hulk is that he's good now. He's chill. Yeah, but he, you don't know that yet. We it's don't not know. Over. Yeah. I look, he he's a weird yoga guy, but maybe that's the extent of it. <laughs> it would be like there has to be a twist, right? Is there something we're not seeing? Because yes. somebody was saying that like maybe some of them die in the beginning and the lineup changes, but that's just the suicide squad. I was going to say, like, there are already Suicide Squad comparisons, and the Suicide Squad is already, like, it already outdid DC's uh, other Suicide Squad attempt, yeah. and it's probably better than this one because the Suicide Squad is one of my favorite superhero movies, honestly. It's fantastic. It's so good. The Suicide Squad. Yeah. The Suicide. The James Gunn one. Not the James, Gun James Gunn's uh, Suicide Squad. Yes. Not, not the um, other one. No, no. But like, I don't know. Like, who came? I, I'm I'm still baffled. Who came up with this lineup? There's no nobody who flies. So if if there's all a villain has to do is kind of just float there. What are they gonna do? Just throw their four shields? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm telling you, they're going to combine the four shields. It will become one great shield, and they'll be able to shoot something like a lightning bolt out of it. <laughs> <laughs> or they or they find like some big gun that oh that they're like oh no the barrel doesn't shoot bullets it got squashed and they're like 
what fits in there? And like shields. So they'd like put the shields in the squashed barrel and they fire four shields out. Yes, exactly. Like boomerangs. <laughs> Instead in, of like boomerang, it would just come crashing down on the floor. It's not going to come back gracefully. Yeah. Yeah, what way is it like a boomerang? This whole thing. That's is... what I'm saying. I'm saying it's not really. It's it like a boomerang, up. except it doesn't come back. Yeah. 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 Well, it'll come back, but it might hit somebody. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't know what they're doing there, but okay, that's fine. There has to be more. There has to be more to this. Maybe like. No, that's it. Period. I feel like it's because Marvel always has so many things lined up that like. They can't give us a full reveal anymore because each thing relies on probably a previous character of a previous thing, right? Hmm. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, like an introduction cameo somewhere. Like, I doubt this is the full reveal of the team because it's probably hinging on however many movies come out before that point. Yeah, I mean, the only other person that I can think of is Deadpool to maybe be on that team. Just based yeah. off the fact that he's an anti-hero, but it doesn't go along with the comics, which I know. Um, yeah. But I was—I mean, I'd be fine. I'd be fine with it, honestly. I'm not like I'm a comic purist, but I'm not a comic purist. I don't care. Like it has a fit to the soul. So Deadpool could right. be on the Thunderbolt tonight. That actually could work. Dead, Deadpool is kind of a really untapped aspect of this universe that hasn't interacted with anything else. And right, I mean, I don't know how you would. It's so totally different. You can't really interact do... with X-Men. Yeah, but but they're waiting on X-Men because they don't need the X-Men until multiverse saga is over with. They don't. And it, I think it times out. I think somebody had a theory that X-Men contracts are so that like they can't have those same X-Men characters in anything up until 2025. That's what I heard. Hmm. So like you can have an X-Men character that maybe hasn't appeared yet in any of the X-Men movies, but until 2025, we can't get Cyclops, Storm, Jean Grey, any of those. Then how are they able to get uh, Charles Xavier for Multiverse of Madness? Maybe because it's the original actor. Maybe they can't recast it. They have to recast it. Well, they, they will. They will. But like, I don't think they can recast it. I don't think we're going to see storm pop up in in wakanda forever unless it's happening very storm but i don't think so yeah i never thought that that would happen yeah but that is kind of unfortunate yeah um but like so i don't know uh also something i thought about d23 is that like marvel has big announcements at at comic-con which is in july of every year and then we're in mm-hmm. september and how many how many months is that july august september two months in between it's like um those are like the big reveal kind of moments right oh doesn't disney have like an investors meeting or something that they they reveal a bunch of stuff on so they pretty much have like three meetings a year that they release new information about marvel and then they so maybe they just don't need to reveal that much i don't know as a whole, it's a, mach- it's a machine, man. Yeah. This whole system, yeah. it's all interlocking parts and it's all getting so much to manage. Yeah. Yeah. I took my mom to see Spider-Man No Way Home, but I had to, I had to show her 
Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 before we, we went and saw No Way Home. Because um, otherwise you don't get the impact of having the other Spider-Man appear. Um, this is all way too interconnected. <laughs> all this stuff. Um, as we finish up this episode, though, I want to ask you uh, both, do you feel let down by D23 News? Do you feel like we got a lot of new information? Do you feel like there were anything that were owed to us? Do you feel uh, like they didn't release that much information? And like, what's the point of D23? I don't know how you guys feel. Uh, I'll, <laughs> my answer is probably more of a bummer anyway, but like, I don't <laughs> feel <laughs> disappointed by D23 because I had no expectations, no needs from D23, you know? Uh, I think I've brought up quite a bit of this episode, the oversaturation and the sheer overwhelming mass of Disney right now that it's kind of, you know, a lot of people I know are really following it very closely. But for me, it's just kind of bred a feeling of apathy. I know that stuff's going to be coming out pretty frequently, so I don't really need to be all that tuned into these like reveal events. And also just like this whole ecosystem of like reveal events being a big thing, this hype cycle that, you know, felt like it kind of caught a lot of fire with E3 and Comic-Con. And now it's like every company kind of needs to have a thing that I'm kind of like tired of it. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of I'm kind of tired of being sold to all the time. I just the, the thing's going to come out and I'm either going to watch it or not. Yeah. And it's fine. I'll keep living my life in the meantime. <laughs> You're right when you say that comp all these companies have reveal like events. Cause like Paramount Plus a couple months ago had their Paramount Plus investors meeting and they were like, we got all these things planned for Transformers. We got this, we got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it's like, what? Paramount Plus out of all the people, they're like, yeah, we, we need an event for this. It's not a con but like we want people to believe in us again you know everybody has it now right i don't know i feel like um in terms of disney animation like pixar and disney Walt disney studios i think they came in very nicely with the stuff that they've released um there are like a couple projects that i was like mm. but other than that i feel like their originals have been recently like especially pixar has been pretty pretty consistently good um in terms of like marvel we got a lot at san diego comic-con but i feel like all the stuff that we got there was like anticipated i feel like everyone kind of knew it was going to happen because they were all supposed to be backtracked and they're now here because of covid so yeah. we all kind of knew like half of more than half of it was supposed to happen um so i, I was kind of hoping here at D23 that we'd get a little bit more Marvel stuff, whether they wanted to do cameos or not. Um, that would have been nice. And same with Star Wars. Honestly, Star Wars hasn't given us that much. Yeah. I feel like there's still some loose threads when it comes to Star Wars. Like there's a, supposed to be a Taika Waititi movie and right. like, or a trilogy or something. And it's like, are we ever going to hear about that? Uh, I feel like Disney's Marvel stuff and Disney Star Wars stuff differ on the fact that like Star Wars will tell you if it's like 1% chance of happening, they'll just release, they'll be like, Patty Jenkins is doing a rogue, uh, a rogue squadron movie. And like that fell apart real quick. <laughs> and it's like, Marvel is like, no, if we say it, it'll happen. And there's a lot yeah. of things they don't say that will happen also, you know? 
Yeah, that's one of the things that I don't like about Star Wars is that they'll say something and then I'll just fall through the hoops and everyone will get excited. Yeah. And then it would just be like, oh, darn it. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's not happening. Right, right. Or when like they offered a Star Wars trilogy to the to the Game of Thrones guys. And then like Game of Thrones ended and they're like, yeah, never mind. We're good. And that felt you know, your, your brain's a little damaged. I think yeah. we're going to pass. <laughs> yeah. You know, they were offering trilogies to everyone. Like... Yeah. I'm kind of hoping um, a little bit of a tangent, but there was a Star Wars game revealed at, I think, uh, Summer Game Fest. Mm. Um, that's by uh, apparently Quantic Dream, which are the people behind like uh, Heavy Rain, Detroit Become Human, those like cinematic games. Yeah. I got to say that one falls through kind of fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't been that impressed by the other works. I don't think I need to see them do Star Wars. Speaking of which, you brought up a game. They're doing a thing called World of Heroes, which is like, yeah, which right. is Marvel's answer to Pokemon Go. I, not that game, not that game, but uh, one of the games <laughs> that, uh, well, I'm not that excited for Marvel Pokemon Go, but there was okay. another game, another Marvel game. Uh, it yes. was like this card game, looked like an RPG. Oh, no. oh um, is it mobile? Oh is it a mobile I don't think so game there was a there no there's a Disney Magic the Gathering game or it's like Magic the Gathering but it's Disney related is that what you're looking at that might have been Morcana yeah and it has like Disney characters like like but in a fantasy setting Disney Lorcana is a trading card game that features Disney characters Mm. in both original and reimagined art styles that live in an all new that live in all new world with unique and magical gameplay that does look pretty cool but that wasn't what i was referring to hang on i'll go into the document and see um but while we're kind of bringing up games as an end tag there's also like this rayman legends looking game with mm. mini mickey donald and goofy oh yeah uh like, that was called uh illusion uh illusion land mm. Mm. yeah that that looks fun because i really love the like rayman origins and rayman legends and this is like very much clearly in the style of that it's like a platform game yeah it's a 2d platformer yeah um so that's exciting i'm also a big fan of like i don't get to play video games that often because i only i i I don't want to take chances on a bunch of video games that end up being bad so i end up playing like video games that are part of franchises you know so i'll Mm -hmm. like get a marvel game i'll get a spider-man game star wars games like stuff that i believe in so i kind of want more of that which is kind of cool that like disney is is doing that you know yeah yeah i mean marvel has two games the other one looked really interesting the only thing that i uh it had it It, had really great music at the beginning it might have been the one i was looking for that i just found it It Captain America. yes Oh, that Midnight Suns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that one looks, looks cool. Um, yeah. but I was a little confused because it kind of looked like Captain America would be like on Hydra's side, which like I don't oh, agree no. with for no. many reasons. You're, like, you're talking was... about the Black Panther Captain America game. That's a separate Oh, game. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. What yeah. am I talking? What's Midnight Suns? Midnight Suns is the magical game where they there's like a demon queen and then she demonizes scarlet witch and hulk and like some other people and like 
Midnight Suns is like oh, a supernatural oh, yes, yes. team that right. I personally yeah. think they're gonna they're gonna do in the MCU soon. I think they're gonna do right. a midnight like a supernatural like uh, Moon Knight, Blade, Werewolf by Night, Black Knight, a lot of Knight, um, like those kind of characters. I think yes. they're gonna do like a supernatural team for the MCU. But this is the right. video game um, that for some reason has Iron Man and Captain America because I guess you have to. Um, <laughs> But like it has like um, it has Blade in it, and it has Ghost Rider mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So yeah. that's a separate thing. But you were talking about the Black Panther, uh, Captain America game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't like it just because of the fact that it looked like Captain America was on Hydra's side, and that mm. just like has like problematic implications for like historical purposes. Yeah. But I mean, the music was great at the beginning. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> they're gonna it. go that route. Like the the Hydra yeah. Cap, the Hydra I Cap like, from the comics. I don't think yeah. they'll go that route. Um, all right well who knows yeah Yeah. i can't tell you one way or another but i don't think they'll make i don't think they do it again and i don't think they'll ever Mm -hmm. do it in the mcu people are always like the next thing is hydra cap and it's like it's not gone it's i don't think no Mm -mm. No. um i want to thank both of you so much for coming on the show and talking to me about like all the news because there was a there was no shortage of news uh when it came to d23 like there's stuff we didn't get uh, like come across like there's an armor wars update uh like like armor wars is back on and it wasn't like i was like are they i don't know they didn't armor wars is still a thing the captain america new world order with the leader being the villain in that you know so like there's a lot of news coming out like daredevil born again they just released like a logo um and it's supposed to like mm, what's his name Charlie Cox Matt, said, Charlie Cox. yeah, I was thinking Matt Murdock, but like yeah. it was Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox said right. that it's not season four, it's season one. Mm. You know what I mean? Like however you want to like take it. It's not season four of the Netflix show, it's season one. But the question is how much uh-huh. will it vary? Is it the same timeline? I don't know. If they want to reset it a little bit, but keep the casting for Matt Murdock, I'm fine. Cause that's kind yeah. of my favorite part about that Daredevil show, I think. Is him? Yeah. Would you recast Electra? Because that's the biggest f- clue that it would be in a different timeline, is if you yeah. recast any of those people. Bullseye, also. Yeah. It depends right. on how much they really want to reset, like how much of that canon from the past Devil series they want to bring in. I don't know if they want to bring in that much because the it feels just so totally different from the rest of the MCU at this point that I really don't know. I don't think that MCU has a set tone anymore. Look at Secret Invasion. Look at She-Hulk. Look at Werewolf by Night. Mm-hmm. Right? Three. They're all three different tones. And I like that. I, I am a big fan of Marvel specifying the genre that each thing takes place in as long as they don't break canon mm. right you know like say something like all our dreams are just views of the multiverse <laughs> um <laughs> that i mean that's canon breaking that's pretty bad um but i i like the different genres thing so i think daredevil and like i'm sure there are darker things coming up right mm-hmm yeah. I mean, they have their TVMA on Slate right now. Um, so I'm thinking if they they will release that one before Daredevil. So I'm assuming that Daredevil 
can it has the potential to be TVMA again if Marvel chooses to do that. Mm. Um, I liked the darker tone of Daredevil, but in the comics, he also had a lighter tone, so it could really go either route. Yeah. Mm. Are there are we are we expecting to see articles from born again Christians feeling like they they were they were duped into thinking Matt was going to convert uh, from Catholicism convert. to be so, an evangelical? I, it's just a born again <laughs> joke. It's just a joke uh, on born again. Uh, Daredevil born again. Anyway, that was just a dumb joke. Um, we get complainers for everything, so that actually wouldn't surprise me. Um, I, I was going to say it's a day that ends in why someone's complaining. <laughs> uh, I want to thank you both so much for coming on the show, talking with me about uh, D23 news and all that. Um, really quick before we get going, first things first, if you're watching us on Twitch or YouTube, that means you're watching our live stream and you saw our lovely faces and you see our names and our social media handles. Uh, but for those of you who are watching the podcast, uh, wherever you get podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, you might not see that. So uh, Sarah, uh, where can we find you online? What do you got coming up? Do you have anything you want to plug? Sure. So you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at basically an Avenger. And it has like the underscores between all of the letters. Basically uh, underscore the, and underscore. And, yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then I'm movies and tea on YouTube. And coming up, I'm going to be attending New York City Comic Con as a content creator. So that's Ooh. really, really fun. So if you're at New York City Comic Con, keep a lookout. Um, still deciding on the cosplay, but the cosplay will be posted on TikTok and Instagram. So if you're following that, you'll know exactly who I'm going to be. Um, and then other than that, not much is coming up. Just a lot of content. All right. All right. A couple questions. When is New York Comic Con? It, I believe I'm going on October 6th, but it's happening that entire weekend. Yeah, okay. I'm going on October 6th and it's happening that all weekend. Cool. And I didn't know you did cosplay. So cool. I don't do cosplay, but that's what I'm told is that I, I haven't gone to a Comic-Con. This will be my first Comic-Con and that's what I'm told I should be going as. So we'll see if I want to like do like a kind of like a Disney bound type thing or a cosplay. Yeah. But yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll post it. Is it your first con? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Good luck. Good luck with that. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> it's going to be very overwhelming, but that like that's part of the fun. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, Mike, where can we find you online? What do you got coming up? Uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, you can find me on TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, and YouTube, all at Mike Funny Boy, all spelt like boy with an I. Uh, you can expect yet more content into the endless stream into your mind, uh, from TikTok especially, but I occasionally pop up with things on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, so get on those if you want to be in the know. Nothing specific exciting right now but i have gotten back into tiktok after a little bit of a kind of half hiatus yeah. so um i'm definitely hitting the ground running more on that so stay tuned uh are we to expect any more nightmarishly freaky uh cosplay from you 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 might you might i have been throwing around the idea People really liked it. I mean, they hated it, but a lot of people looked at it. And that's what you want on the internet. It doesn't matter what they think. <laughs> did did one of your videos get taken down of Mr. Mime? The videos are still up, I'm pretty okay. sure, but I got banned from live. That's for what a it week. was. <laughs>
because I went live with it on. Yeah, so let's see if we can fly that close to the sun <laughs> again. I that I remember now. That's what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sarah, he has a Mr. Mime outfit that's nightmarishly freaky. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I can say. I Don't look it up. It. I gotta check it out. Don't look I know it up. I have to. You won't be I able to sleep. To, uh, I'll look it up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right when you wake up you're like that's my coffee for the day that's gonna like yeah uh exactly when you close Fight your eyes flight, you will caffeine. see him <laughs> um but sorry mike did you tell us uh oh yeah we can find you at mike funny boy with an eye yeah. uh and all that and uh, i'm looking forward to more tiktok content from you yeah yeah um, for anyone else out there who is watching or listening, you can find The Keeg on uh, social media at The Keeg Show. Uh, TikTok and Instagram are big ones at The Keeg Show. But we're also, you know, we're on twitch.tv or youtube.com slash The Keeg Show. So at The Keeg Show slash The Keeg Show, uh, wherever. Try it out. If you're like on Snapchat, be like at The Keeg Show. We're not on Snapchat. Oh, no. I shouldn't say that out loud. Someone's going to snatch that up uh all right whatever maybe i'll make a snapchat no uh thank you all for watching thank you guys so much for being on the show watching the show partaking the show if you're out there however you're digesting us thank you for digesting us and let us know you're out there give us a comment like subscribe follow write a review do all that sorts of things um um so i can see that you guys are out there but uh after all this thank you guys so much once again i'm your host Dimitri Pereira, and this has been another episode of the key talks talking about the D23 Expo. Take care, everybody. Bye. Super strong or super fast Gotta beat the